What's going on, everyone? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and today we are going to talk about um, the knee. Because I keep doing these polls on my Instagram where I keep asking people, you know, what are, are the few injuries you've had this past year? Um, and one thing that amazes me is that, you know, the low back always popped up, but the number two most injured area was um, the knee, which makes sense to me because the knee is one of those funny joints where um, it takes on a lot of stress when it's placed in non-optimal positions. And I wanted to kind of elaborate on that a little bit today because I find that the biggest thing that people need to understand is what are the mechanisms of injury and the more education you get on the topic the better way for you to navigate your next step because you know now that i've been posting all of this injury stuff a lot of comments and dms that i get is you know oh i never knew about this thing that you said or i wish i knew this prior to my injury and I think the biggest gap out there is a lot of people don't understand their injury. They don't understand their body. And the scariest thing is that we live and breathe in these vessels every single day. And we don't really know much about it. And I always make the um, analogy that we know more about our own cars than our own bodies, which is a scary thought. And that's why I feel... I have this platform to help educate people because when you get injured, it's a scary time. You know, you don't know what's going on. You just put your trust into whatever medical professional you go to, but you don't know if that is the best route for you. So today we're going to cover the knee and what I've seen in clinic, what I've seen with my clients and what I've seen with myself. And I think the biggest thing that people need to understand is a lot of times when the knee gets injured, it's due to not uh, the knee itself, but it's usually due to what's going on in the hip and what's going on with the ankle. And we're going to kind of dive deep into that because those two things, if you work on them, it tends to clear up knee pain, you know, so injury happens in two ways. Um, an external force goes through the knee, say you're, you know, you're playing soccer and someone comes across and, you know, knocks you over and puts a lot of pressure into the knee. And then the tendons and ligaments break because they can't take that external force. Uh, the other one is just repetitive use over and over and over again, where the knees put into a non-optimal position. So I've already mentioned that earlier. So what is a non-optimal position? Um, for the general population, there's always caveats to everything that we say on this podcast, but um, say that you are working out and you are doing squats because, you know, most people's programs have squats in them and say that your knees tend to cave in. And let's just for the sake of this episode, um, one knee in particular likes to cave in. Let's say it's your right side. The right knee always caves in just a little bit, not like anything crazy, just a little bit towards 
your midline of your body. So imagine you squatting down and your right knee kind of goes in this way just a little bit and then back up. Now, is that a bad thing? Mm, yes or no. But for the regular person that may not have enough mobility in their body, which we're going to cover in a second, um, that little motion can actually cause a lot of damage. So I'm not saying that your knee is going to explode right there and then. It's that repetitive nature. So imagine, you know, you're getting really consistent at the gym. You've been going for four months straight and every workout you do some sort of squat variation and that's where you get that little valgus collapse that knee collapse that we've been talking about and that strain over time will cause irritation and inflammation and some other stuff that causes pain at the knee and then out of out of sudden you do that one rep where you're like oh that felt off like oh that my knee does not feel good and then the next day it gets worse. The next day after that it gets even worse where you can't even move the knee and it's like a sharp pain and you're like, what the hell? I've been really consistent at the gym. I've been doing all the right things and now my knee hurts. Now, for me, when I get um, a client to you know, come see me and they are trying to get out of this painful pattern because usually what people do is they stop training altogether or they'll stop doing lower body to give the knee a rest. And, you know, that can work for the short term. But if you're trying to, you know, nip this in the bud and get better, get stronger in that knee so you can do more lower body exercises, then you have to go a different route. Now, my first thing I always tell people to do is, Go see a physio, go see a chiro, RMT, whatever it is to get out of that acute state and then work on some really specific things. So now imagine you're a client of mine, you come to me, you explain what happened, you've been struggling with this knee thing. And personally, I do not care about your knee. I care more about your hip and ankle. So the first thing I assess is hip mobility and ankle mobility. Because imagine, your knee is dictated by those two things. If your hip doesn't move the way it should, your knee is going to go in these weird directions and places where it shouldn't. So in this case, in this scenario, that knee collapse going inward to your midline over and over and over again when you do things like squats. And same thing with the ankle. The ankle doesn't you know, move the right way between you know your tib and fib and your talus, then your knee is gonna end up doing weird things again too. Now imagine if I had you as an individual coming to see me and both your hip and ankle don't move the way it should. They don't act like a hip and ankle joint should. Now we have a huge problem. It doesn't matter how much rehab you do for your knee or how much treatment you do for your knee, it's going to continually to flare up. And that's the biggest thing that people miss in a rehab setting. They get the painful site, which in this case is the knee, to settle down and feel a little bit better, but they don't actually go down to the root cause. That's where the magic happens. Get to the root cause of what's causing the knee injury. It's not the exercise. It's the 
joints above and below. It's very similar. I make this analogy all the time. If you saw a you know leak in your ceiling, you're not going to just patch up the leak on your ceiling to make sure it doesn't have that you know watermark. You're going to go, oh, there's probably a pipe above that's causing that leak. So I'm going to go fix that pipe, then patch up the thing. But most of the time when people deal with injury, they just patch up that water circle that's on their ceiling and hope for the best. So attacking hip mobility and ankle mobility is going to be the biggest payoff. Now, how do we do that? First of all, you need a thorough assessment, and that's why I do that with every single person. So if I can get the hip moving better, and my first two things that I attack is hip external rotation and internal rotation, and that just gives you a lot more capsular space. So if you think about the squat, maybe the reason why your squat is not the most optimal because that knee is constantly caving in, then maybe you need more room in the capsule. And in order to squat, you need adequate hip flexion, hip external rotation, internal rotation, and extension when you get to the top. So the easiest way to get all those four things is hip external rotation and internal rotation. So there's no matter of traditional strength exercise out there that's going to give you all those four things like it, it just won't happen. So this is where kin stretch comes into play where, you know, I can take that client that's dealing with knee pain and build them a better hip by attacking hip external internal rotation with things like pails and rails, active range liftoffs, passive range liftoffs to build better anatomy, right? This whole idea of building anatomy sounds strange to many people, but when you do a traditional strength exercise, you're building better anatomy. You're building the at the you know cellular level to adapt to the force you're putting into your muscle belly to get stronger to produce more force to lay down better tissue so then the next time you squat you can do more right me building a better hip with kin stretch is the same principle but it's just we're attacking it a little bit differently we're going deeper we're going into the connective tissue and not the stuff on the outside now when we achieve this, you have more room. Imagine if you, you know, have your socket of a joint and your femur here, and it should be able to move freely in all these different positions. And I've brought this up before, but imagine if you start squatting and say you start driving up this way and say you don't have enough room in here, you kind of get stuck. So then something needs to go to, you know, cheat the movement. And that's where usually the knee caves in and then somehow you have more room. Now, the other thing, too, is that, you know, even though we're attacking hip mobility in this case and we improve it, sometimes that's not enough. And there's two ways to go at this. I would also obviously assess the other hip. And the funny thing is, is when I see, you know, one side where the knee caves in, Imagine that, you know, in your head, say these two are your pelvis and, you know, pelvises can move interdependently as you're going down into the squat and you know that your right hip is limited and your knee above, uh, below is going to cave in. It's naturally going to do this. It's going to rotate like this. Now in my head, 
If it's rotating this way, it also most likely means that this left hip probably doesn't have enough hip mobility as well. And a lot of times when I assess the opposite hip, it actually has less hip mobility than the side that has the knee pain. So imagine left hip and right hip have shitty hip mobility, but the left side is worse. So every time you squat, your pelvis does this over and over again. A lot of times when people have that knee pain, they might also have low back pain, right? And you can see how this whole you know, system of our body works as one unit. And this is where, too, a lot of times in bodybuilding, they get injured all the time because they're trying to separate every single muscle to have maximal growth. But in reality, every muscle blends in with each other and almost becomes as one unit. So when we start understanding that, then injury becomes very easy to solve, at least for me when I come up with ideas for programming and getting people moving better. Now, if I can get these hips to move perfectly, well, perfectly down into a descent of a squat, then that knee does not have to work as hard. Now, the other thing to look at is ankle mobility. A lot of people don't like think about this. So imagine like this is your foot and then this is kind of like your shin bone. So as you're squatting, the bottom of your foot has to go into dorsiflexion as you come down. So where your toes kind of get closer to your shins. Now imagine if you have an ankle joint. So this is the top of your shin. This is the bottom of your foot. If you don't have enough mobility to do this, it kind of just gets stuck. And now where are you going to try to get more ankle mobility when you come down into your squat? the knee is going to do a weird thing because ideally as you come up, this also moves into external rotation because the knee, the entire knee itself can actually go into internal and external rotation. It gives you room to squat down. But a lot of times people don't have that again. And this is the thing that I always go back to is, you know, People are doing exercises onto a body that has no business doing those exercises. And a lot of times people pick up these exercises because they're, you know, known around the world and, you know, they see it on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and they just assume that that's what they can do. But the people that they're watching online move really well. You know, they have the ability to do those things repetitively over and over and over and over again. And they may not even know that they actually have that good of mobility in each joint to do those things. And then they start spewing out information like, yeah, you need to do this exercise, this exercise, this thing, and this thing, and you're going to get those glutes that you've always wanted. You know, even for me, like I literally posted yesterday about um, four exercises for glutes. And it was like, deadlifts, hip thrust, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, those are great exercises. But you as an individual, do you have all the prerequisites in order to do those things? Most likely not, right? And when I actually do post those, sometimes people will message me and they're like, yeah, these are great exercises. My back didn't hurt them every time I did them. And it's like, yeah, you don't have the prerequisites to do it. So in this case with knee pain, this individual, if you had knee pain in the past, you most likely don't have the prerequisites to do any kind of squatting. 
And most people who have that knee pain, if they're in actual gym setting, they're probably doing some sort of like back squat. And that's a whole nother animal that I would have to attack. But if you think about what you need in a back squat, you need adequate ankle mobility, tibial rotation, hip mobility, um, spinal mobility, especially in your T-spine, shoulder mobility. Like that's a lot of stuff. And on top of that, you also need to have, you know, bracing strategies. You need to have some sort of level of, um, of a foundation to do those things. But that's a whole nother topic in itself. But when you come back to the knee, once we understand that everything that we do is so connected and we stop looking at the body as separate sections and one full unit, then getting a better um, knee and a stronger knee is actually quite easy. And I think the biggest thing that people are missing is going to the root cause. You know, people, like I said earlier, they hurt their knee and they just want to get treatment on the knee. They want someone to rub their boo-boo out, but that's not going to set them up for success down the road. So if we can start focusing and placing a bigger emphasis on getting the rest of our body moving better, then all that other like aches and pains in that knee are going to go away. Now, I kind of jumped all over the place, but I think this is kind of a good starting point on educating you guys on pain on injury and in this specific episode the knee now i've already done i believe two episodes on the knee itself where we go through the anatomy we go on some like exercises but every time um i bring up any kind of pain topic my first go-to thing is like go see physio chiro or some sort of medical professional to rule out anything else because we haven't even talked about like ACL tears, meniscus tears, things like that, because that can also be a thing. And, you know, all the stuff I spoke about, yeah, I can guide you in the right direction. But if you actually have like an ACL tear, there's going to be a lot of other stuff that you need to consider from surgery to um, no surgery to if you do get surgery, how are they going to reconstruct the ACL? Like there's so many other things. And what is the proper progression for ACL rehab? Like there's so many things that we can go into, but I think this is a great starting point. And I think I'm going to end it there because I can probably just spew more and more and more stuff. But if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, we're almost at 600 subscribers, which is crazy to me. Um, so thank you for all the support. Um, add me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and share this podcast with your friends and family. And again, if you have any questions, like 100% reach out. I'm more than happy to help. And Thank you once again, watching me, listening to me. You guys have been amazing until next time.